Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? It's the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, and our last one here from the Greenbrier in West Virginia during our coverage of Saints Training Camp 2014, presented by Verizon. Welcome into the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly, John DeShazer co-hosting with me today as we get set to travel back home to New Orleans here shortly. Practice has finally concluded uh, this morning at the Greenbrier, and boy, uh, a fun one to watch to say the least. We've seen we've seen some fun ones so far here at camp, but hard to beat the old goal, goal line scrimmage today. Yeah, they hadn't uh, installed that yet, and so to see them get after it that way, I mean, we, as you mentioned, we've seen them bang each other around a little bit, but nothing's like goal line. And uh, it really got the players juiced up, especially the defensive guys who were uh, who were gibbering and jabbering and, and talking from the time they, they knew the drill was coming and, and, you know, coming down the hill, going to the practice field. They were ready for it. And it looked that way when they were out there on the field. They, they made a lot of nice stops at the goal line. And I know Coach Payton probably would have wanted to see the offense do a little bit better job, but the defensive guys uh, really took pride in getting some stops. The weather was perfect for about 62 degrees, overcast guys. A breeze here and there, and nothing that would be taxing on the body for sure. So all that energy could be put into uh, into the banging and the hitting and uh, the chirping too. You're right about the defense. I thought they had a pretty good day today. Yeah, they really showed out. I mean, um, you know, certainly the offense. I mean, I guess you have to temper it a little bit. You know, Drew Brees not being being with the number one unit. However, these were mostly scripted running plays, and this is you know more you know mano a mano. You know, force against force. And do I want to stop you more than you want to score? And they really did a nice job of, of not just shooting gaps, but overpowering some, you know, the offensive linemen on some of those runs. Now, certainly, it, you know, it was ones against ones and twos against twos. But look, stops are stops. And I think they got about seven out of nine in, in the whole series, which is impressive. The news of the day, obviously, headlined by the goal line scrimmage. But also today, the team spent a lot of time uh, working through their phases uh, that we'll see in the preseason game on Friday night. Uh, Drew Brees was in pads for the second straight day, but did not fully participate. Uh, the same goes with some of the other guys that have been limited too. But as far as the rest of practice goes, um, John, describe for me the things that you saw as far as the mix between the fun of the goal line and the work of the day 
that has to get done in preparation for Tennessee? Well, you know, obviously uh, the Saints have been heavy emphasis on special teams work, so they got a lot of work in on that. They had some field goal work. Uh, in fact, we saw Shane Graham kick a 55-yarder successfully and, and a 48-yarder, so they got some good work in on special teams. And then you get the one-on-one -on -one battles. Uh, you get the units uh, seven on seven and eleven on eleven, and and on one of those plays we saw Brandon Cooks make another outstanding play, uh, a 50-50 ball where he beats the defensive back Pierre Warren to the football, and, and you know if he keeps doing those, he keeps making those plays. Those are the plays that generate confidence from your quarterback, and they'll say, okay, if he's in a 50-50 situation, I'll give him an opportunity to make a play for me, and that's what he's done a couple of times here in this training camp. But, uh, yeah, good, just good work overall, good crisp work under great conditions. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of position battles still to be uh, talked about. You, you touched on the kickers. Coach touched on the center uh, position battle that really heats up probably over the next week or two. Uh, and as you mentioned, the, the young players still trying to make their way here as we head into the, uh, the second big audition for them, which is preseason game number two. Good lineup for you today. Uh, John Jenkins is our guest, along with Curtis Lofton today. And then a little bit later on, Daniel Salerson will jump in and help us uh, get the lowdown on the Saints 5 gay kickoff run. That's right around the corner if, you, uh, if you're ready. And uh, hopefully you are. It's a big part of kicking off the football season. And Daniel will have the details on that a little bit later on in the show. Let's take a quick time out. Uh, John and myself here at the Greenbrier, West Virginia. Daniel at Studio B in New Orleans. And uh, John and I will be back in just a moment to set up our visit with John Jenkins. Stay with us. At the Auctioneer Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to camp and our show today with John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly. Uh, John Jenkins, interesting story from last year, and then the injury in the offseason. Uh, good to see him come off the pup list this week and back to work. Yeah, it's good to get him out there. Uh, so one, he can get his cohesion back down with his line mates. But two, he's a critical part of what this team wants to do, especially in the terms of run defense. You know, a guy who can collapse the pocket and force offenses to dedicate two linemen to him. And when he does that, that allows his linebackers to be free. That allows Cam Jordan and Junior Gillette to be, get a little freedom on the ends. So he is a huge part of what this team wants to do. Healed up from his chest injury. He's back to work, as we mentioned. Quite possibly could play on Friday against Tennessee. This is John Jenkins with us yesterday after practice. John, describe your weight for me to get back into these full pads. 
Oh, man, my weight is good, man. I'm in the 40s and moving good, you know, running good. My conditioning level is up there, but the weather's here is, is helping out a lot as well. So we'll see how everything goes when we get back in New Orleans. But it was a long wait to kind of get back to, to where you are now in camp. I mean, the working off to the side and, and everything else, did that create anxiety for you or were you patient with the process? I mean, I was patient with the process, man. This is something that you don't really want to rush into because you got to look at it this way. This is what you do for a living. So, I mean, rushing into something like this and trying to get out there and not being able to perform when they need you is the hard part. So, I mean, exactly. I, like, I was anxious to see these guys out there yeah. without me. You know what I mean? I felt left out, but it's, it's something I need to do. What was causing you not to be ready? Hmm, nothing, really. Just, I mean, it's an injury that takes its time. It's not something, it's not a magical cure for me to heal faster for a pack. So, Did it seem to take longer than you thought it would, or did you know right off the bat that it would probably take this long? I, mean, I know off the back it would take this long, but yeah. this was my first injury. I never had an injury, and I never missed a game in my life or anything, so this was the first time for everything for me. Was it scary? No, I wasn't. I mean, you've been, anytime you go through anything for the first time, there must be some sense of the unknown, right? No, nah, nah, I, no. I, no, the reason being because I trust in the staff and, and trust in the doctor who performed surgery and what's not. So I really wasn't scared or anything. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy who's led by faith. So I, I was good. I was okay with it. In a sport as violent as this, were you surprised that it took this long for you to have a, your first significant injury? Yeah, yeah. Now that I was surprised. Yeah. Though. yeah. With the way this defensive unit is coming together, um, I can't help but be encouraged. And I think that's the sense I get from most of your teammates, too. Yeah, man, I mean, we're all coming together, man. We're young, and we have maturity, uh, mature level with certain positions that we need. And, and, man, everybody's coming together, trying to pull things together. And, and from coming off the season we had last year, man, we just don't want to fall behind. We want to try to improve. When you say improve, I guess what would you have to put on the list still at this point? I mean, turnovers would be a good thing for us, man. We cause more turnovers and then rush to the ball and do things like that and be great, man. Population kills everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys that you're up front with there seem to be, you say you're young on that side of the ball, but it seems in your position group there's experience there. I mean, I guess, yeah, dude, you're, yeah. actually you're right. Roger Bunkley, man, he, he, man, I'm glad. I'm glad he's on our side, man. He, he's coaching me up a lot, man, personally, and showing me and, and putting me in the right directions and, and, and teaching me things on and off the field. So I'm, I'm glad. I heard a story about Bunk that in the weight room he won't thrill you but he's maybe one of the strongest football players in this team. How does that? How does that translate? I mean, I don't know, man. Bunk just one. He's like a, he's like a Jacqueline High kind of guy, man. He just he's chill, laid back, cool. But then when the time come, he hit that switch, man. It's over. It lights out. <laughs> um, the offensive line that you guys have been going up against has had some injuries and and different guys rotating in different spots. How would you characterize? the way that they've played you all here in these last couple of weeks of practice. And I know you've been watching a lot of it, but give me your perspective on it. I mean, to be honest with you, it's kind of a good thing, man, putting these guys in different positions because it just let them know that anything can happen and they'll be ready. You don't want a guy that go out there and they got to throw somebody in a position that they were never in before. So now by us going through camp, this is what camp is for. Uh, you try things, you mix things up, and, and see what happens. Are you at the point where you can play Friday, or do we have to wait a little bit longer to see your number out there? Man, I'm, I don't know. I'm waiting, man. I'm you, each, day is like, each day for you is like a day for me, man. I'm waiting. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck to you. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Thank you.
All right, stay with us. More on the defensive side of the football. They had a good day today at practice, and we'll talk about that with Curtis Lofton next. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here on our last day at the Greenbrier in West Virginia, Saints training camp. Big practice today as we visit with Curtis Lofton. Uh, you know, the, the chirping early in practice, kind of the, the talk about making this one really count. It seemed to really set the tone early today, Curtis. Well, you know, anytime you're doing goal line and uh, coach makes it live, you know, you got to get a little, you know, because you get a, those situations during the game, those are very important. So from offense standpoint, defense standpoint, you know, we had to get out there each other today. I'm not just saying this because you're standing here, but it looked like the defense had the better of it during that goal line scrimmage today. Oh, no doubt. We did. I mean, that's not, you know, no bias. <laughs> you're not being biased at all. But, uh, you know, I will say that it was, it was, it was really good to see what the offense did. It was really good to see what the defense did. At the end of the day, we both got better and uh, defense just got a little better. Do you, do you feel like when, you, when the defense has a day like they did today that it kind of brings all the last couple of weeks together in one, one package? Um, I, I wouldn't say so. I think yeah. you know, each day you just build off and take a step in the right direction, and we took another step in the right direction. We're still far from where we need to be, and you know, we still got a couple more weeks of training camp, so we just got to keep our heads down, keep grinding, and never think we made it, and uh, we'll be where we want to be when the season starts. Hope fans understand what a practice today is is fully like. As 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 it looked today, it, it looked like kind of a Wednesday practice, but also kind of that right before a game type practice. So you kind of mashed it together. They went through a lot of script today and more contact than you usually have before a game. Help me help me understand the rhythm yeah. of practice today. Today was full live out game mode. Yeah. There's no there's no holding off. It was live tackle and goal line. So. Um, that's that's early in the week practice. That's a Wednesday, Thursday practice. That's when you get your work in, full pads, and you're banging. And that's what we did today. Everybody competed, and uh, we definitely got better. The uh, the rookie show was last night. Any any highlights you're willing to share from that kind of a cool moment during camp? I mean, it was just uh, you know that's that's for the team. But I will say it's probably one of the best rookie shows uh, I've been to. And uh, you know everybody got their chance. The rookies got a few of his older guys and a few of the coaches and. You know, it's all good and fun, and you have fun times like that. It brings a team together. No doubt. And, and as you look back now, you know, we talked early in camp about what it would be like here at the Greenbrier, and I think that we all had some thoughts on what it would be like, but now that you're completing those three weeks, how would you say it, it, it has worked for this football team? You know, I think it's worked from 
uh, the standpoint of being in the heat in New Orleans really taxes your body, so we don't have that extra tax on our body. So we should go into the preseason, well, these rest of the games and then into the season pretty fresh. And, you know, we got a lot of great work. We got we to spend more time out here and do everything we need to do as offense and as a defense and special teams. And, uh, you know, we did what we got done. Fans are going to be excited to see you guys back in the Superdome on Friday night. Um, give them an idea of what the difference will be between, say, preseason game number one and preseason game number two. What are the, I guess, the subtle differences between the two? Um, I think after the first preseason game, you're kind of just getting a feel for tackling again, doing your alignments, going through, and plus you get to hit somebody else. The second one, you know, it's just another step in the right direction. You know, you still want to go out there. Everything wants to be crisp, breaking the huddle, and doing everything that we need to get done. Thanks, Curtis. Uh-huh. Yep. Back on the back of Blue Report in a moment. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpot starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. A couple weeks ago, the Saints opened up registration for this year's Saints kickoff run presented by Chevron. And to talk more about that, let's welcome in Jamie Monroe from Easy Day Sports, who helps run the event. Jamie, glad to have you on the show. Hey, glad to be on the show as well. Now, for those who don't know, how how did Easy Day Sports get involved with the Saints and this kickoff run? Uh, well, we've been putting on the race for three years, and I've been the uh, event director uh, the past three years, so um, we're excited. Third anniversary, and the past few years there's been um, over 5,000 participants, and we're looking to, to do as many or more this year. Now, I haven't uh, been able to run in it yet, but from what I hear, the race course is a pretty cool one that has an awesome finish line. Am I not mistaken? Oh, the race course is great. I mean, if if you like running through the French Quarter and, and really getting to see uh, downtown New Orleans at its finest, it's great. Um, it heads down Poydras and, and does uh, kind of heads towards North Peters and, and does a U-turn down there before coming back and running around the stadium on Sugar Bowl Drive and then and, and entering uh, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and finishing right on the 50-yard line. So really what you can't beat is the finish. Coming Coming in through the tunnel as the players do and and running right down the center of the field and, and finishing on the 50-yard line is something that you'll always remember. Yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. Now, this year there are a couple new awards given out along with the running. Can you tell us a little more about the Corporate Cup and then also about the Best Costume Award? Yeah, uh, we're really trying to encourage more corporate participation. I mean, as the event has grown, the, the most successful element is when people sign up as a team and run as kind of their group of Saints fans. So... Um, what we're doing this year is encouraging companies to get out and send their email out to 
um, their internal databases, and then the team that the company that brings the largest team uh, will get a new Saints kickoff run corporate cup, and then they'll get their finish line after the race on the 50 yard line. And then they, then they can hang in their um, office or post in their break room or, or what have you. But it's a, it's just a great opportunity to brag as uh, the company in New Orleans that um, most supports the Saints. We're talking. Um, and then on and then on the costume contest, something. You know, people dress up anyway, but we're really looking for the, you know, the most ambitious Saints fans out there, the, the folks that are willing to, to do some body paint or, or to, to really show their Saints pride. And what we're going to do this year that's different than others is we're going to prejudge all costumes um, before the start of the race and then um, narrow it down to the top three, and then we'll have the runners vote on those three best costumes and then the winning Winning costumes going to receive two tickets to the Saints home opener on September 21st. So it's it's quite an opportunity to to dress up and then and then really be rewarded by getting to attend a, a Saints home game. Yes, very nice. We're talking with Jamie Monroe from Easy Day Sports, the event director of the Saints 5K run presented by Chevron. Jamie, is there a deadline to register for the race, or can you sign up the day of? Oh, you can sign up the day of, but you know the prices go up as you as you as it kind of gets closer, just like an airline ticket, I suppose. So we encourage everyone to sign up now. You're not going to get any better pricing than if you just log on to Saints 5K and Saints5K.com and click register and sign up. Right now the price is $40. I believe um, next week it, the price does go up an additional $10, so it just benefits everyone if you sign up now. Now this run's not only open for adults, but kids will have a chance to run on their own, correct, thanks to NFL Play 60? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we put on a half-mile race right after the adult race. It uh, has the same start line, um, and then the kids get to finish on the 50-yard line as well. And, um, you know, it's just an exciting element for the race. Parents run with the kids, and, you know, um, it's almost more fun with the cheerleaders and the parents cheering on their kids running across the field and, and getting a great photo. And I mean, I don't know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to run down on the field, and this is, for most of them, their first chance ever. Absolutely. Also, the run benefits the New Orleans Recreation Development Commission and Louisiana Children's Museum. So, again, two more reasons why to come out and run in the Saints 5K kickoff run presented by Chevron. That's Jamie Monroe from Easy Day Sports with us on the Black and Blue Report. Jamie, thanks for coming on to talk about this great event. Yeah, thanks. I would like to add on the charity. You know, uh, a majority of all the proceeds of this race do go to local Saints charities, and, and every year the the Saints have uh, have benefited a number of different local charities and have raised probably over $100,000 the last two years. Um, so in addition to the donations that the race makes, we encourage all participants when they sign up to, you know, make an additional donation on uh, on some of those charities we have, and you'll see that when you register. It's, uh, it's something that the Saints truly do to give back to the community. Absolutely. Good stuff there from Jamie. Again, you can register at Saints 5 k Dot com. Jamie Monroe, Easy Day Sports. Thanks for calling in, Jamie. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. More on this edition of the Black and Blue Report when we come back. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, 
proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. Well, we had a couple of transactions today here around the uh, New Orleans Saints, and that is the uh, retirement of Richard Quinn. That tight end has decided that he no longer is ready to go in the NFL. And with that, after working out a couple of players this morning before practice, the Saints went ahead and pulled the trigger on signing a free agent tight end, Travis Beckham, who is 6'3", 234 pounds. Originally the 100th overall pick in 09. That's a third-round pick out of Wisconsin. He has played four NFL seasons. He did get on the practice field today. Uh, I would imagine he'll be limited with regard to availability for Friday against Tennessee. Basketball for a moment. The NBA schedule comes out later today, John. Any thoughts on um, what we might see with regards to whether it be the NBA or the Pelicans' schedule? Well, I mean, I want to see, obviously, when the uh, Pels get to play uh, Charlotte, <laughs> the, the uh, old Hornets versus the, the former Hornets, or however you want to phrase it. And, uh, but, yeah, I want to see exactly uh, how it's, it, it, that stacks up and anxious to see when, when the Pels play Cleveland. You know when when they get a you know crack at the new look LeBron and the Cavaliers and just you know overall just what's going to happen in the Western Conference and in the division. Um, this division doesn't get any easier, and so the Pels are going to have to step it up. It'll be interesting to see how they come out the first 10, 15 games because you want to get a quick start. You want to get a great foundation. Sometimes you know the season is a long season, but if you start a little bit slow, it's difficult to dig out of those holes. All right. So the schedule comes out later today. Tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, Daniel Salerson and a uh, couple of our experts will take a look at the schedule, break it down for you, and start to talk about the impact on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans with regard to how their schedule lays out. Probably some early analysis as far as how that start to the season goes. I think that's going to be crucial for the Pelicans this year. Travel day for us the rest of the today. Uh, John DeShazer and myself are heading back to New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints will travel back tomorrow, and that will put a wrap on our time here at the Greenbrier. Um, hard to believe it's 20 some odd days in and we're uh, all ready to go home and I think the Saints are ready too, John. Yeah, I got four words, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's time. Um, I think we counted about 23 to 25 days here for us and uh, that's a lot of time to be away from home, to be away from family, to be away from you know whatever it is you love to do. Um, yeah, it was great here, uh, weather's great, uh, hospitality is fantastic. Uh, food was wonderful. Everything it, it was everything you could possibly hope for. And yet, the one thing it lacks is it's not home. Right. So you know, after you've been away from home for a, uh, an extended period of time, it's just time to go. Served a good purpose, no doubt. Rave reviews. Saints will be back here next year and the year after that, as Coach Payton uh, confirmed that after practice today. All right, so travel for us. We'll send you uh, to Studio B for Thursday and Friday Black and Blue Reports. Heavy, heavy Saints, heavy, heavy Pelicans with the NBA schedule coming out. We hope you enjoy those. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, 
and we'll see you all real soon back home here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.